Let's spell a song so you can sing along with one special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is Elf Lord Battles. What up? Well, I'm assuming, I mean, for me, Battles is wearing elf pointy ears, but I don't know. Do you, is you, I must, do you play D&D? I think you, I do know, I play D and D? I just, I didn't want to. It's like you don't even know me. Yes. I mean, uh, I, oh, right. You're on that podcast. Yes. Uh, I was like, D&D. I'm on several podcasts, in fact, playing D and D. What is your character? Um, I, I am often, uh, I, I identify, uh, as an elf. Uh, so. Oh, okay. So I was right <laughs> saying that you're an elf lord. hundred percent. Yeah, that was, that was the correct assumption to be made. Um, I have played, um, many an elf, uh, as either a rogue or a ranger. Um, my characters on cast, I, uh, were, were both those things. And, uh, yeah, uh, in in other campaigns like just personally and um you know casually i i definitely gravitate toward elf uh versus really any other race so yes very excited but, to do this but we're not here to talk about D D. I i mean it is kind no. of it is parallel in a way yes it is for, nerd adjacent <laughs> for people like me who are like it's all the fantasy um yeah. We're here to talk about the 1977 version of The Hobbit. This is the trippy animated one by Rankin and Bass. Why Battles is here too, because she right. is our Rankin and Bass correspondent. Uh, the screenplay is by Romeo Mueller, based off the novel by the one and only, and I'm going to mess up his pronunciation, so correct me if I'm wrong, J.R.R. Tolkien? That is how I would say it. Okay. I've yes. also heard Tolkien, but I was yes. like, I don't know which one is which. So I think I think the the diehard like RP verse for instance, it's definitely smog, not smog as right. depicted in the movie. So like, yeah. Uh I think I think the people who are in the know would call him Tolkien, but Tolkien. watch me get roasted. Well, yeah. I mean, it's got the I and the E. That's why I right. that's my assumption. Uh, the music is by Maury Laws. Uh, lyrics adapted by Jules Bass. Uh, majority of them were written by J.R. Tolkien. And yeah. directed by Jules Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. And according to IMDb, a homebody hobbit in Middle Earth gets talked into joining a quest with a group of dwarves to recover their treasure from a dragon. Which is like hysterically simplistic it's like it's almost like a, a tweet joke like well, okay, oversimplified so. the hobbit in in two words so i haven't seen this movie in about 20 years and it's really sad that i can say that because i am that old but this is a this was a wild ride and it felt like to me while watching it that they read the Sparknotes version, and then simplified that. Yeah. Because you have to. Like, there's there's so much rich lore in all of those novels. 
Um, and there are just so many like ancillary characters and, and like, uh, like lore and, and, um, everything is just so rich and so, uh, lush and, and fleshed out that you, it, it has to move. Like you just get kind of like snapshots. Well, cause like, Um, if memory serves in one of Tolkien's books, doesn't he spend like an entire page describing a single blade of grass? I mean, yeah, it's Dickinsonian in that respect. Yes, very much so. But I felt like though, I know that, like you said, there's so much lore, but it felt like I was watching this at two times the speed and I wasn't. Like, I was just like, wait, what's happening? Wait, what? Wait, what? Let let me marinate. I mean, it's 77 minutes long, this movie. And for whatever reason on IMDb, they don't classify it as a musical. Which it it very, very much is. I mean, music, and in the book too, like all of these songs and poems are like written out in its entirety. So, or in their entirety. So like, yeah, I mean, the source material is completely uh, uh, like fueling this this entire cartoon. Because like Um, the the songs in the movie, the cartoon, at least help propel the story, which is what like a basic definition of a musical is. Yeah. So... I'm surprised though, because I would consider it. I don't know. I mean, you answered it too. You said you would as well. Oh yes, absolutely. In in the sense that, like, a Disney music movie is a musical. You know, right. like I think you can draw those parallels. Yeah, I mean, yes, the characters aren't singing per se, right? Or at least they're not filmed singing. Because I was reading like. Which one was it? 15 birds and five fir trees? Yeah. <laughs> that is the, which, who was it? Was it a goblin? Yeah. So yeah, they, they're like ensemble songs, I would say. Not yes. like no one, no one's like a soloist. Like Gandalf doesn't like take center stage and grab a mic, but like, like oh the elves God. have a song. <laughs> I know, right? The elves have a song. Um, uh, yeah. The goblins have a song. Uh, the goblins have two songs. In fact. They have uh, so, the goblin yeah. song and fifteen birds and fifteen birds and five fir trees. That is a tongue twister. Yeah. Also, God bless him. the order I gave you, I don't think is the correct order. No, <laughs> no. I'm so gonna, I was wondering, is that like was that based off of the record? What I found on IMDb, which I think is based off of the record, and I don't know if it if it uh, was just trying to like be thematic in terms of like how the music was presented in, in just like you know auditory uh as an auditory experience but like yeah it, it does not follow the narrative of the movie yeah because <laughs> when really. when the 15 birds song happened i was like this is almost halfway through and we're on song number seven right now and uh, yeah. and then i was like wait no no because the the riddle song happens way before that and it's in a different order I was like, oh, okay. So that's on, that's on me. I tried to fix it while watching, but also I was like, what is this song now? (gasps) What song is it now? Because, I mean, they do, that's what Bilbo Baggins hates and then immediately goes right into Under the Lonely Mountain, it feels like. Yeah. I was like, when did it stop? When did we change tracks? What's going on here? And honestly, I mean, 
I I love the I love the poetry and the, the way that the songs are written. I don't love Maury Laws's uh, interpretation of them necessarily um, because they all sound exactly the same to me. Yes. Like if you if you held a gun to my head and asked me to sing like I don't know randomly any of these songs I don't think I could I would just default to like carefully carefully but they all sound like just just like a a folksy version of each other. So, have you ever watched South Park? Yes. The Lemmy Winks episode all of a sudden makes a lot of sense to me right now. Like yes. like I said, the last time I saw this movie, I was in high school. It was twenty years ago. I don't. All I remember is like the trippy animation style. And that's because with you and doing this podcast, uh, covering Rankin and Bass and their trippy, you know, big eyes and dopey looking uh, faces, but also dead in the face. Uh, I was like, that I remember. But yeah. the, fa- the fast pace, the actual songs or what, or... I mean, I would go, I would say this is kind of like an opera where there's all this music happening, but then like the dialogue is spoken, but all this right. other song and music and fight choreography. <laughs> oh, we have to touch on that. Well, it's interesting because like, obviously uh, the Lord of the Rings is based off of uh, Wagner's uh, Ring Cycle Opera. So it's, it is. That I didn't know. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the roots in opera is a lot more, like, closely um, intertwined than you might think. It's also been 20 years since I read The Hobbit. And I can't, sure. I can't remember, though, is it written in, like, the same rhyme scheme? Or is that, is that just... Because, like, the way that when they introduce all of the, um, the dwarves, there's clearly a, a patter to it. Yes. Not to say it's a patter song, but, like, you know the rhyming scheme goes and then there's other moments like I'm not going to be as simple and say the the moments with Gollum because those are riddles they're supposed to be sing-songing and rhyming but like with Smog it kind of felt like they were rhyming I mean most of the dialogue because I I double-checked most of the dialogue especially with Smog was um like literally taken from the book like the the quotations that the characters say so like the the lines and dialogue also are very very uh close to what was actually written so and and it is it is prose but obviously like i said there there are so many songs and poems that that feature in their entirety in the in the in the text and you know it was written a long time ago it's kind of it has like a formal like uh, uh, Bilbo is a very like upper crust hobbit so he is very like prim and pop- proper in the way they speak um, so uh, yeah I, I think it kind of goes with like a lot of the characters um, and then like his just his his facility and for writing like gorgeous gorgeous prose yeah um, okay. I, also, I also felt like I had it to make another movie ref or another reference I had an Inigo Montoya moment where I was like, you keep saying the word burglar. I don't think you know what this means. Because yes. even Bilbo doesn't know what it means. And they're like, you're the burglar. And he's like, cool, what's that? <laughs> so it's interesting. They they actually address this in the book. Because like, it's, why why Bilbo, right? Um, yes. So he's, he has kind of like um, 
an upper crust uh, background. Apparently his, his mother's side, his mother's side Belladonna took, the Tooks were like more adventurous uh, than the Baggins. Um, so, you know, and, and hobbits themselves are very small and stealthy. So that's like, they hypothesize like that's why he was chosen ultimately because Gandalf doesn't make mistakes. But in the very first scene in the book when like everyone's gathered in his home, they were like, oh yeah, you can say burglar, but really we think uh, you're more of an expert treasure hunter instead of a burglar. Oh, they do um, say that in the movie too. Yeah, so they kind yeah. of like qualify it a little bit. Right, but they keep saying burglar, burgle. Yes. And I'm like, do you, do, what? It's lost all meaning at this point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that I, kind of makes sense. Because well, he's not really. No, he's crafty. Yes. I will say smart. that. And smart, but like he he's like kind of a trickster, but not really yeah. a trickster. I don't know what that word I don't know what He's a rogue. He's a rogue. rogue. He's he's crafty. Because like he yeah. he tricks Gollum with that riddle. Well, you know, what's in my pocket? Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Even though technically Gollum got it, <laughs> guessed it. <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> he should have died um oh. yeah actually that's that's um that's addressed to at the very end and like the kind of the the epilogue of the book is the fact that like Gandalf's like well you know there are there are things that you have like a natural facility with but like there are so many different coincidences here like some may say this was destined what's fate like mm-hmm. that everything just kind of fell into place um so that 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 sort of like magic kind of like circumstantial part of his journey uh they do kind of like touch on that at the at the end yeah because like they in the movie they clearly set had that moment too and he's like your uh your relatives yet to be born will understand the power of the ring and it's like we get it lord of the rings we we know that's that's title of show (laughs) yeah it's like what oh so what's really interesting, and I just saw this on the Wikipedia page, um, the people who animated it, Topcraft, uh, is a precursor to Studio Ghibli, which yeah, makes because we a talked about this sense. Yes, with the yes, with the last unicorn. Yes, that makes a lot more sense now with the way that things look. Sorry, it's been a while since I've talked to you about. No, no. I just love it's just like such a because I I actually prefer even though it's 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 older and they didn't have like the budget of like Disney I just it's such a signature animation style like it's so everything is like curvy and flowing Mm -hmm. and it's just like trippy yeah sure and like the way that the the faces are are animated like everything is just so specifically like Rankin and Bass and then as you move through like the studio Ghibli like you see those those parallels Right, and like it seems like in this movie, every race has an animated style. If yes. You will. So like the goblins had a look, the dwarves had a look. If we saw more hobbits, I'm pretty sure they would all look like Bilbo. The dragon looks like a wolf. I saw a cat. Yeah, it's interesting because I was like, like a cat <laughs> in the face. Yes, 
It's yeah, he's he's and definitely if you look at Tolkien's like source material of his like drawings, it looks like a, a lizard, like he looks like a dragon. But I read um I read a, a theory that someone had because again, the the budget wasn't like insane for this movie. It's so hard to animate like a snout, like pronouncing English that they had to flatten the face so it, he had like more of a reaction and like they the animators had like a more um like more access to his mouth essentially that makes sense I yeah. didn't I, literally everyone I didn't do a lot of research on this because I just finished the movie right before we hit record no this so. is like I have I have Tolkien tattoos on my body like this is this is my jam this is like your the perfect cross section for you because like yes because like apparently you're only doing ranking and bass on this podcast but now you're like I get to do my nerdy shit my yes. nerd shit like and there are, there are other franchises you were yes. excited for um, last unicorn but like this is probably tops all of that Yes, I'm like, I'm vibrating in my seat. Although, unlike Last Unicorn, and you said this too, there isn't really like a notable song. Yeah. Like, like maybe you can argue 15 birds on five fir trees. I like the road gives ever on and on. Um, but yeah, again, I, I don't, it's like so 70s folksy. And like, I, I think my other problem with it, and this is just a personal preference, that singer's vibrato is so fast. And that's just like a kind of a, a personal preference. Like I, I don't love that style of singing. You know so what they like, needed? Just not, just not my, just not my jam. And I wish, because maybe I feel like these, these books and stories are so epic, like just kind of a laid back singer songwriter vibe is like I and honestly that's more attuned to to the book because like these are folk songs and you know right. these are pieces of lore but like I want like the Howard Howard Shore version of these songs like like twenty thousand piece orchestra like you know hard or, hard and hitting home or America singing the songs or honestly that would have done it for me because like them singing the last unicorn is perfection it's literal perfection and, and the harmonies and every like yeah i give me that so like um all of the songs except for one of them are pulled directly from the book the one that isn't is the greatest adventure composed by glenn yarbrough um and that happens at least three or four times in this movie i Oh my god, the reprise of that song. It's just like, oh, let's fill 10 seconds. Let's let's remind like, everybody that Bilbo's on a journey. <laughs> but like that that I think is what you were talking about when you were like it's quintessential 70s folky music. Yes. Cuz that's the one where I'm just like, ah, yeah. That was the one that I also made the connection with the South Park. Where I was like, ah, yes, yes the Lemmywink songs make sense now cuz they're referencing this. Um and it's interesting, the camp song, t- or the uh, the 15 birds song too, there's like an aspect of it. And it's like one of those things like that's on the tip of my brain, but I clearly remember being in summer camp and singing like part of that melody to something. And it's like, oh. I can't, I can't quite like bring it to like, to, to, to my, you know, forefront of my consciousness, but like, there's something in that, that like is, is part of like a childhood camp song, which Uh-oh. is really funny. Speaking of camp, can we agree that Gandalf is a camp queen in this movie? 
Oh my, well, first of all, Dame Ian McKellen, <laughs> arguably the greatest scandal. I mean, we, we love, we love that parallel for sure. I mean, John Houston doing the voice. Great. Perfection. And then he, I've listened to other stuff that he's done. He's a prolific actor, obviously, but like that he sounds like a wizard. Like that is his natural ass speaking voice, which is great. No one sounds like that man. There's a movie that he's in. It's a uh, a live a, a live action movie. It's called The Visitor, where he plays, I believe, Jesus. <laughs> but like he's called Jersey. It's wild. Everyone needs to watch it. You need to watch it. Done. It's, a, it's it's insane. It was on How Did This Get Made, and unfortunately, it's not a musical, so I can't cover it on this podcast. But I'm willing to talk about it on others if anyone's listening. Uh, but shameless plug shameless plug but yes him yes it makes sense but like also I guess uh Sir Ian McKellen was not available at the time (laughs) also too young well I mean if you're just doing the voice oh that's true that's true but um I did read though so if you, when you watch the beginning with the opening credits, when they're like, uh, actors, uh, uh, in alphabetical order, there's just one guy named Theodore. <laughs> I fucking love that. I found out though, his real name is Theodore Gottlieb. Uh, and he, he plays Gollum in this movie, but he's also like, he did a couple other Rankin and Bass stuff. Like he's in, um, I know he's in Return of the King. Yeah. That they did. He was in something else too. Hold on. I'm trying. Let me pull it up. Yes. Um, oh, he was in The Last Unicorn. That's right. Oh my. Wait, who was he in that? Rook? R-U-H-K? Was that the, is that the, is that the, 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 the uh, person that holds her hostage? No. Yes. No. Wait, hold on. It's been so long I'm drawing a blank. Oh, no, like, I love this movie. And I'm like, wait. Oh, no, it's um, the oh, one. Oh, yeah, like, that guy. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm at him for Tuna's Minion. Yes. There it Not is. Not tree boobs. I mean, there was a tree in this that I thought looked like tree boobs without the boobs. <laughs> and so I was very excited. But it yeah, was- disappointing lack of, of, well, it's interesting because like, tree beings definitely exist uh in in tolkien's world in fact the the female ents i think they're called entmoots uh like just disappeared from the earth so these sad wandering tree and men uh are without their mates and it's very very sad but tree people very much do exist well it seems like women don't exist in this movie at all right we we die as some villagers um and i think that's no there there were zero women on screen that i noticed jesus that's hysterical because like you know we're introduced to all the dwarf men uh and bilbo is the only hobbit we see uh and then it looks like every other creature is a male voice uh, is done by a male voice so I'm assuming that they are male creatures especially when they're like and then we go to the human men 
that yes. live in Sea Town <laughs> or whatever. Lake Town. Lake Town. Or, yeah. It's but, like, is this okay. Pokemon that has to. <laughs> Hobbit Town? Hobbiton, 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 yeah. It's very, very funny. It's like you. I don't know who to blame for that one. I'm gonna say Tolkien because it's like you spend all this time building this world and this lore, and it's like Hobbiton, (laughs) where the Hobbit. But also, like, but these are very simple people, and like, yeah, the Elven names have like Rivendell and Lothlorien. Like, it's very indicative of their culture. But like, these are simple people, so I think again that kind of that makes sense with those particular races and those particular locations. Like, I think that was, you know, (laughs) plotted. It just seemed too simple. Yeah. It's like, all right. Tolkien was like, all right, I can't do names anymore. I'm just going to, Oh, actually, um, are you familiar with the, um, the game show? uh, I'm actually on dropout. Yes. Yes. So they recently uh, addressed the dwarven names and uh, Mike Trapp was like, yeah, just sort of like he started a rhyme scheme and then it's like, ah, fuck all. <laughs> what Keely, Feely, Dealy, whatever. Like, I, I was dying. It's oh, a and name speaking of. Game, game. Yeah. <laughs> and Let's the, try Thorin. Thorin, Thorin, yeah. Boborin, Banana, Fana, Boborin, <laughs> Me, My, Momorin, Thorin. Like, that's it. it. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah. He was just having a, an off day, an off rhyming day. He's like, I just can't today. And today is like the Hobbit naming or the Dwarven naming day. Just going to half-ass it a little bit. I'm, I'm done being brilliant. So, okay. You know what? We, we put the pin in it. Let's pull the pin out. Let's talk about the fighting in this. Oh. Or lack thereof. Lack thereof. So here's an interesting fact. Um, uh, apparently from the original airing, of the the movie and the VHS to all of the ports to the DVD. And I think like all of the the modern versions that we have, somewhere along along the lines, there was a uh, track of sound effects that got lost to time. So there's like a whole there's a whole like uh, sequence in, in terms of like um, uh, the the fighting soundtrack that just doesn't exist anymore. And that doesn't necessarily help. Because, I mean, the way that that death is portrayed in the movie is like kind of wild. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, I disappear now. Yeah, like the spinning screen, and like it's. Uh, but then, then you see the aftermath of the Battle of Seven Armies, and it's like fucking brutal. So it was like, Five. why, Five why were we holding our cards so close to our chest in terms of like? showing the brutality of of you know so wait, what is, happened you said seven armies isn't that is that the name five. of a book sorry five armies it is five armies okay but like isn't yeah. that a name of a book as well i think there's let, let me see let me see if i can look over my or bookshelf is, or is that like oh, a chapter within the hobbit it's it's a chapter within the hobbit and then i think one of the because they broke the fucking th- uh, thing up into three movies which is so right. unnecessary that's what I'm i think about. it was yeah one of the na- the last movie of the hobbit the I battle think. of five armies or something like that yeah some i think because i as as bilbo said it i was like is this just him nodding and winking being like this is another tolkien story that we just compressed into this one yeah. aha yeah there yeah. are four armies uh, uh, uh. <laughs> he started i was just like are you now the count from sesame street what's going yeah. on 
yeah, his his compatriots are like bleeding out on the battlefield, and he's just like over there on a rock hiding out, <laughs> just counting army. <laughs> and and then they turn into like jumping dots on the screen, yeah. like it's all dots, and you're like, this is it. I mean, I guess it's probably. I I mean, I know it's difficult to uh, animate by hand all of that because remember yeah. this is drawing 2d animation so it made sense but also i was like this is just a little lame for this yeah i agree i didn't i did not like the the actual death sequences at all because like it's an epic part of the story that's like reduced to five seconds (laughs) yeah and it's so funny because like you know spiders are another spiders and eagles are other two other things that like really really um are closely tied to all of the books uh people probably know shaylob from uh from the fellowship uh uh but (laughs) yeah it's just it's just so funny that (laughs) like the, the the big like the big baddie scenes are just kind of like glossed over like a lot of this is all glossed over it feels like yeah um but I, I mean I'm not gonna lie I was just like this is so dumb this movie is so dumb <laughs> like it I mean I I I do appreciate like the the close proximity with which it follows the book and again the the uses of the poems which are beautiful I just think like I think it's very much a product of its time and like the the downfalls of the movie are are kind of that and then and then where the the book fails too like you don't get a lot of character development for any of the dwarves in the book really uh they're just kind of like along for the ride except thorin uh so you know those those shortcomings are also from the text so i think it's a faithful adaptation it's just whether or not you like that style but i think also because like Gollum scene is 10 minutes long but yeah. like, but like a lot of the other things that should have been expanded on feel like they either cut or they shortened dr- drastically. Yeah. I was oh, like, for sure. I was like, did they really need to do two riddles each? Like, could they have done one each and we w- would have called it a day if you wanted to save some time? Yeah. And like expand the, the, that time elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, Gollum is such like a pivotal character to the series. So I'm sure like they just wanted to give him his due because he's a fan favorite. And like that animation too, like that character design was awesome. So like, I didn't mind spending a little bit of time with him, but yeah, I just, how can you? It's like, it's like Sophie's choice. Like what, what, what do you cut? What do you keep? I, I don't know. I don't. Also, I wonder if the, bird that helped the men in lake town yes the thrush the thrush like i wonder if they meant to hire somebody and then just didn't oh i have a fun fact so um bilbo does not understand the bird he only pretends to um but uh um uh oh my god what's what's the um is it Bard? Yes. Yes. Bard can actually understand the bird because he is a descendant of, uh, I think, 
Geryon is his name, which is the Lord sure. of the Dale. So um, those people lived by um, like this this mythical like lake or uh, river. So they can actually understand birds. So like he he was actually spoken to, uh, and he could he could like deduce what was being said. So that that's another little interesting fun fact. But like all of a sudden, that's that's something that they glossed over. Is like all of a sudden. Yeah. Bilbo's like, you, Thrush, you were with me. You found yeah. this. Go tell the men. Go. And I'm like, wait, what? What? Apparently yeah. I was too sober for this movie. Oh, no. You you should have, like, done a little little hit of something. I, I think. I, I didn't yeah, know. I didn't it's remember. The product of it's, it's, what? I did. did you see The Last Unicorn? This is, this is a, this is a trip. These movies are trips. True, but then the the claymation ones that we've covered so far also crazy. They're they're crazy, but like not as insane as right the two D animation ones. Yeah, it seems. Oh boy, like what are you doing to me? <laughs> you make me. Gosh, uh, I forget that the seventies was also a wild ride. So, well, that's going to say again. The very much a product of its time, I'm sure. Well, I'm when sure did, it's, it's... <laughs> when did the books come out? The books came out in the '60s. Yes, yes, but I forget when. We'll say '60s. We'll generalize it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it, it, so Tolkien initially like conceived. He was in the foxhole in in World War One. Oh, shit, I think. Um, and like it just came to him, like. The phrase uh, in the in, oh god uh, in the hole in the, in the hole in the ground there lived a hobbit. Uh, it just like came to him out of the blue, and from there he just expanded the universe to you know to the grand monstrosity that it is. Um, but yeah, um, I forget I forget where I <laughs> took that fact from. <laughs> but okay, so okay, so it became a cultural phenomenon and then they're like let's start right. making movies yes yes and Rankin yes. and Bass was like we got this we got it hold, hold my bear <laughs> and then like 30 years later uh Peter Jackson was like nope I got this no and he did until he just the biggest fumble <laughs> well when he did the the Lord of the Rings trilogy movies which is what like 16 hours of film yeah if you do all the extended cuts or whatever um, oh, I do. I do. <laughs> I believe you. Um, like that's an honest, uh, honest adaptation with humans, like with actual live action people. That is a masterpiece. Done. It's a yeah. masterpiece. Yeah. hundred percent. But and like, just like the love and care. But like, I could see this definitely like I, cause I remember reading the novel in school and then my teacher was like great now let's watch this really trippy version of it and I was just like what is happening (laughs) I am I am 14 years old what is happening (laughs) or 15 I don't remember it's been so long um is there anything else you I mean yes I know you want to talk about this for hours is there something that you haven't said yet that you want to say about it very much circling back to the elves um, I just love, first of all, like in my mind, um, 
like they just they hit the nail on the head with the casting in in Lord of the Rings. Like I love um Liv Tyler, um, Hugo. No, Weaving, no, no. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Wait, wait, Hugo Orlando Weaving. Christ. I almost said Agent Anderson. I love Hugo Weaving so much. And he's like the quintessential Elrond. And like I kind of see the parallels um with the I keep saying that word. Um uh, with the animation and like that casting I think it's like spot on and he's like so regal and beautiful and he has like this crown of stars and commands yes. like everyone's attention and authority and then like but the fucking what else like they look like little hobgoblins like they're so like snivelly and like gross looking and I'm just like what why are the elves why are they so disparaging in their design and then the weird like French Russian accent that they have is like who made this choice? It's so weird. Again, they're not—they're not like adversarial. They're just like this. That was their territory. Like they're just the protecting their clearing. But they're made to be like these like little—they look like little golems themselves. It's really weird. They—I was just confused because like. You have elves, which are, well, an elf, I should say. We have one with that halo of stars and the, right. the, there's always a spotlight on them. Instead of like a Beyonce forever wind machine, they have a Beyonce spotlight. Um, and then should. the wood elves, like you would think that they would be somewhat similar since they're both under the classification of elves yeah right i mean i don't mean to oversimplify i don't mean to shit on this lore i'm just not knowledgeable about it no no i mean they shouldn't they should not look that that different like i just i don't know why they made that choice like if the design was similar but like let's say elves had purple skin and the wood elves had like green or brown skin because they're wood and they're earthy but like they are similar with the faces maybe like a similar I'm saying similar not the same so like the design would be a little different maybe maybe one has more of a pronounced cheekbone the other one has like big bushy eyebrows or something and then what like I don't understand why they are so separate unless that is how the book dictates it because it, it doesn't it doesn't and the only thing that i can kind of like hypothesize is to just like because again the the wood elves are depicted as kind of like an enemy or like an adversarial being so like i i don't know if it's just a cue for like audiences like oh, oh these are the evil elves so they they are drawn more maniacally i don't know like yeah just as a visual cue um yeah i don't i don't know and then and then when we go to the the battle of the five armies where they're all just like we when it's first the three armies where it's the the dwarves humans and the wood elves where the dwarves are hoarding all of smaug's smaug's smaug treasure (laughs) and bilbo's like just give them something like there's enough yeah. for everyone here and then they start fighting and then all of a sudden the goblins show up on the werewolves and the wargs right they're called wargs i think wolves they do say wolves yeah. okay so, right, right right not werewolves what am i talking about wolves and then 
they're all the the three armies are like we have to band together now and all of a sudden i was just like why for <laughs> yeah. well, interesting too because like that decision was made in us like we're gonna fucking fight to the all right homie let's go let's fight this <laughs> you know why i think this movie has only men in it because a women are smarter and b they would Amen. be able to like diplomatically figure shit out Right. Without without drying their blades, right? So, or crisp and glandering. <laughs> so, like, I think that's why there's no women in this movie. <laughs> there's probably other sexist reasons, but that's the one I'm coming with because I mean, women are smarter. That's just common knowledge. <laughs> I'm not. Li- I'm not lying. You, yeah you're like haha Fact. he gets me <laughs> yeah it was uh <laughs> i i missed that point but now now i'm thinking about it i'm like oh yeah they're they're not not a lot of not uh, to say that there are some women who would like kick ass like oh sure, sure, sure. i mean like but yeah i, I mean I, arwen perfect example right um but like i mean also bilbo is the one who's just like why not just like compromise yeah, and... what's well, interesting too because so in the books, uh, Thorin wants the Arkenstone. It's like this perfect gem. It's been in his family. Like that is that is the part of the horde that he really wants. In fact, they, he's, I don't he's, remember them saying that. They word. don't. Um, and he's buried with it in the books, like on his chest. And he says, like, I will forego my one fourteenth of the fortune if I can just keep the Arkenstone. So it's like in. It's weird that like, you know, they are so steadfast to, to the horde when, you know, they're in, in real life, Thorin was just like, no, I'll just, I'll just take the rock and then I'll be good. So it's, you know, that plot point maybe would have been helpful. I don't know. I also didn't really understand why they were going after it. I think I blinked when they mentioned it really fast in the prologue. Yeah. That prologue. I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I usually don't like... Treasure, really... we need a burglar, let's go. Right, and I was just like, this is a little too fast for me. Yeah. <laughs> right now, like, I'm, my brain isn't fully awake. Please help me. Um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we get into Sharp and Flat? Oh, gosh. Um, I, I think, let me let me just put, peek at my notes. I think I dropped all my, my knowledge bombs that I wanted to. Oh, um, actually, yeah. So in the, in the book, uh, I, I just kind of think this was a missed opportunity because in the book, uh, uh, Bilbo sings to the spider to like piss them off and like disorient them. Uh, and it's, it's still the same lyrics. So I was just like, oh, why, why didn't, since music fe- features so prominently and this, maybe they didn't want the actor to have to sing. But I was just like, oh, that's kind of a missed opportunity because that's something that's absolutely... Uh, yeah, when he's like, I books. shall call you Sting, I was like, this needs to be more grandiose of a moment, I think. Yeah. And it's interesting because I know no one can see this, but um, I actually have Sting on my wall right <gasps> can there. Can you send me a picture and I'll put... Can I put it on the yes. socials? Yes! Yes! yes. You know but what? Like, send me clearly... any, anything you want oh. and I'll, I'll make a, a post dedicated just to you and your fandom. fandom. Uh, I have so much. Uh, and collection. But, <laughs> but I realized, like, Peter Jackson referenced that animation of Sting 
whenever they build it in Weta Workshop because it's the same, it's the same sort. Oh, really? Which is super cool. Yeah. Now, I was like, oh my God. Was that drawn? Because like in the original book, there were like some illustrations. It wasn't like, it wasn't the picture book, but like at, uh, at yes. the chap- next chapter, wasn't there like a little sketch or something, if I remember correctly? I forget. I'm going to look that up because now I want to know. Don't Let's you have a book sketch. right there? oh right I can do that too (laughs) please hold yeah it looks like everything is like just fan art so hold on please hold okay and I love that like I this is like clearly my favorite franchise and I've forgotten so much like oh my god I used to be an encyclopedia but like my my books are like the tattiest old like paperback version they're well loved oh but I'm just like why don't I have like a nice edition of this of these books well, if anyone wants to get her a nice edition, we'll... Uh... Yeah, right? <laughs> any any rare book hounds wants to... No, I don't see it. And like I said, my, my ever so brief... Oh, okay. Oh, never mind. This is this is like some hippy dippy version of a, a drawing. Okay. It's not. It's not his. So, um, so are, think... should we be bold enough to state that Rankin and Bass designed Sting? I, I think the iteration that Peter Jackson used in the Lord of the Rings movie, yes, I think so. If anyone knows, we'll you know the socials. <laughs> get but like, get at me not, in the we'll comments. We'll 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 uh, we'll say the socials later. But for right now, let's get into Sharp and Flat, shall we? Let's do it. Sharp Flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. And if we liked it, it's sharp. And if you didn't like it, I thought it could change. It is flat. Battles, do you want to go first with your sharps? Uh, I'm act- Can you go first? I'm actually curious. I really only have one. And it's the oh, shitty no. animation okay. style. Like, the- I wrote that when there was a moment that there was a waterfall. And I was like, y'all like, did the bare minimum for this one. <laughs> Like, I, I read that they had a $3 million budget. Um, let me see if I can find... Wait, is this Sharps or Flats? This is Sharps. I love oh, okay. this. I love the shitty animation stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Sure, sure, I, sure. I was just like, this is... It's so... It's so dumb. And it's so quintessential 70s. And it's so now quintessential... Um, Rankin Bass. Rankin and Bass. And I'm just like, you know what? Fine. But, like, there's things in it that I was just like... You had, <laughs> I, lo- I mean, it, it's, it's, to me, it's like a so bad it's good kind of a thing. Cause like they have all these things that are highly detailed, the map where they put so much reference on like the moon letters or whatever it's called. They use different runes. They follow the runes that are in the books. They pay so much homage sure to do. like some of the um, drawings that are in the books and everything. And then all of a sudden, you see the the little dots running at each other for the battle of the five armies, or there's that one waterfall, like I said, which it looks like they were like, eh, <laughs> solid sheet of water going down, no detail or anything. Um, and I'm just like, wow, you guys, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also, I also sharp, well, okay, so there's another sharp that I have. The first lightning bolt crack that happens where it's literally like or whatever something of the long I laughed so hard I know I shouldn't have but I did because it was so dumb <laughs> so genuine such a genuine <laughs> such a genuine laughter moment I mean I'm, I 
I, I'm not really into Lord of the Rings or the lore of it. So just watching this without real, like I've seen the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies. And like I said, I saw this movie before and I read the book 20 years ago. So watching it basically with fresh eyes and not knowing a lot of backstory, I was just like, this is wild. So let me ask you a question. Cause like, I know uh, a lot of the criticisms that I've, I've heard of this particular version of it is like, unless you do have some, at least like uh, rudimentary knowledge of the Hobbit, like it's really hard to follow. So do you think as a standalone piece, it works or no? No, because I feel like you're still missing some crucial details, like mm-hmm. that gem you talked about, which is seems like it's the whole crux of this mission, that they want to retrieve that, or at least Thorin wants to Thorin retrieve does, that yeah. gem. But like, why are they, they don't, I don't feel like they really spell out why those 13 dwarves are together to go to Smaug's cave to steal I mean they're all kind of like they're all like very from very influential and important dwarven families like the general idea is if they have a rhyming name like they're related so they're kind of like the the Uh, lords of dwarfdom so they're just like I I because it's such a trippy ride and that Gollum scene like detracted me so much that I was just like okay so wait a second why are we going to reclaim are they reclaiming the treasure that Smog has or is okay I don't think they ever really fully stated that or if they did they should have repeated it because like all this other shit happens and I'm like I'm like 45 at the 45 minute mark and I'm just like what what's happening yeah well I don't think I don't think the entire horde is like all dwarven uh treasure but like there are like very important cultural artifacts right. uh that that exist in there and they're like right. well if we're, if we're gonna recover some of the people like why not just take all the treasure right and then I mean, the the goblin moment where they have the swords like they put too much emphasis on that, but it's not the right emphasis. I felt like um, it was just, yeah. I feel like I needed to have read the book before watching this. Yeah, Person- personally, I, uh, I mean, I also probably wasn't really paying attention. Could have been my brain. Could have been the day. Whatever. So uh, there's also a myriad of excuses I could give as to how I'm feeling today about watching this today. Um, But yeah, I mean, that to jump to my flats real quick, I wrote the pacing as a flat because I felt like it was too fast in important moments, but too slow in in moments that I was like, you could have like trimmed this down. Um, And also I flatted the fact that there are zero women in the movie or zero female presenting beings. I, it's shocking to me that I completely missed that. Like I, that, that is one fact that I just didn't clock at all. Well, so in other books, are there, I mean, I know in Lord of the Rings, there's Arwen and. Galadriel and yeah. Isn't, what's Kate Blanchett's character? Is that Arwen? Galadriel. 
Galadriel. No, okay. our uh, Galadriel is Kate Blanchett. Liv Tyler is Arwen. Uh, okay, and then There's not a lot of female characters in the books either. Like you know, in in the Cimmerillion, obviously they're like female identifying valor, um, and they all have like husbands and wives. And you um, talked about the Ents that are the, that are the two people. The that Ents are, are just gone. The Ent wives are gone. There are but no like, more. At least they are mentioned. There are yes, zero yes. women mentioned in this or yeah. seen. And that is why I'm giving it the biggest flat of all. Um, So what are your sharps and flats then? Um, I'm going to say sharps, definitely uh, the attention to detail and the the proximity that it followed the the source material. Obviously big fan. Um, While I didn't love the style of the songs necessarily, um, they all just sounded like incidental music from Godspell to me. Uh, I, I do appreciate like the integration in the story. I thought that was really, really well done. Um, I, I too, like the, the animation style is so nostalgic um, and at times like really beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, and this is just like such an esoteric thing. And like, as soon as I made the connection, I just can't unsee it. The characters I'm designed for Balin and Dwalin, they fucking look like Beavis and Butthead characters. Like, they're like long, angular, like wrinkled faces. Uh... Fucking kill me. <laughs> and then, like, they're introduced, I think, with like this, the biggest extreme close up. I was like, <laughs> like, I just want to do Cornholio. <laughs> look at that. And that's funny because this is before that. So, Beavis and Butthead probably were like, right. Fallen, Fallen and Do- Tallin? I don't know. Dwalin. Dwalin. Ah, Dwalin. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That makes even more sense to go with that yeah. name. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I, I think those were the, the major sharps of mine. Um, and then do and, you have flats? And yeah, the flats, I, I'm going to absolutely agree with you um, on the pacing um again that the 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 main singer just I don't love his voice that's always just kind of like takes takes me out of it a little bit um and uh I'm not gonna lie when the eagles started talking I was just like this is insane the eagles do talk though like that is it's funny yes Yes. I know that that's canon and everything but like they are silent until all of a sudden when one of them is like Yes, Gandalf. I remember that one time that you saved me from the arrow, from the goblins yes. or whatever. And I was just like, what is going on? Because <laughs> like- hundred, hundred They do that a lot too, where they're like, ah, oh, yes, that one time you say, we, we did this thing in the past. That's not really important, but it is because we are friends now. And I'm like, there is, that. that's it? That's all we get? Yeah. <laughs> well, a- Again, in the Cimmerillion, like the the eagles are used by like the the ultimate high elves. Like the, the Cimmerillion is essentially like uh, it's a creation story. It's like the Bible. So like the the highest of high beings used eagles from the very beginning to like relay messages amongst each other. So um, eagles have always talked. Didn't they? Um, use, didn't Peter Jackson use the eagles in one of in like the second movie or something? Yeah. Or so the third movie? eagles rescue Sam and Frodo from the fires of Mount Doom. I thought so. Yeah. And is that the third one? 
or is that the first one? Yes, yes, yes. I don't. Uh, And then I think they also, I don't think this is in the books. Uh, I could be wrong. But then they also uh, rescue Gandalf uh, when he's imprisoned. Uh, um, It's also been a while since I've seen those movies. So. Oh my god, it sucks. I again, I used to be so spot on this shit. Um, but yeah, I think evils rescue him from Sauron or Saruman's uh, tower. You're gonna, um, you're gonna do a movie marathon. Oh yeah, right I'm after just this, like, right? Yeah. I, I have a fucking, I have all these reci- encyclopedias. I do remember my final flat. Um, okay. Uh, and it's just like a, it's a weird one, but like, and some people like really like this about smell, but. He sounds like just like a bar regular. Like I sat down in like my local pub. Yeah. He sounds like someone from Cheers. And like, like when he gets I, riled up, like you you hear like the 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 power and like the terror. But like I don't I, know. It's just like too, too laid back. I remember hearing clips of Benedict Cumberbatch doing smog in Which the, is the other extreme that I don't love either. Really? Yeah, because I felt I think, like he had a little more menace in his voice. Sure, sure, but then there there wasn't as much subtlety. So I wish I wish kind of like there was a medium between the two. Oh, oh, who am I thinking of? Mm, lost my train of thought as to like a good person that would have worked. You know, it'd be really funny though, Morgan Freeman as Smog. I feel like though he could get go, busy hoarding or get busy dying. <laughs> He can get, he can, like, I I feel like Smog could be a character that you can lure in, because it seems like, although he's doing x-ray vision, I don't know what's happening. So they they talk about the light in his eyes, uh, and I think that's what they were trying to convey, but again, the animation just makes him look like he has flashlights. So, (laughs) but when that's happening, clearly he's trying to, like, draw out Bilbo and everything so it's kind of like you need somebody who can be like a quiet menace during that point but also like welcoming and then when um Bilbo stupidly takes the ring off and becomes visible again like that's so stupid I'm not gonna uh, you have to agree with me on that one like if that's even in the source material it's dumb so like, he 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 ends up insulting the dragon and he pisses him off. So that's why that's why like he starts breathing fire at him. Like after uh, he's he finds the right. little exposed exposed little spot. Right, because he's like, like I'm not speaking of, I'm not speaking in riddles now. You literally have a spot that I can kill yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, and the finch is like ah noted <laughs> or the thrush rather. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't know that that one. The, the rest of the voice cast is so strong. For some reason, that just did not resonate with me. Yeah. Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist? So I have a, I have a tricky answer. And I, it's sort of like what I did to you before. So like, I'm going to be on fucking brand. Um, again, I, I wanted something a little bit more like epic. Right. Um, so I, I love The Road Goes Ever On and On, especially the, the Howard Shore um uh, instrumental version of it that's so iconic from the movies and then I found a I found a cover of it from the Blarney Girls um, and then I actually own a CD of the Tolkien ensemble and Christopher Lee actually like reads the poems so like 
he would be a better smog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Yes. Sure. Sure. Um, so I'm going to say like that song in particular, but like not this iteration. Um, and if I ever remember what So you're what finding fucking... the loophole in this question. Okay. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> um, I didn't write anything because I, I agree with you where it's like, I don't know where one song ends and the other one begins. Yeah. Um, it, Honestly, it also... if the greatest adventure was fucking sung by America, absolutely. <laughs> it kind of feels like though, the music is important for the movie. So, like, listening to it without the movie, yeah, it doesn't, unless you're doing something where, like, you're reading one of the Lord of the Rings books or something, or, like, I don't know, you want to put atmospheric music on while you play D&D, it would make sense for that. Yeah. But I can't justify listening to it while going grocery shopping or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say I found a YouTube video where someone had recorded their LP version of it. And there is something to listening to like a record version of it where you hear like the little, like the mechanics of the record player with those songs. Okay. So I think, I think that I would like sit down and listen to it, which is kind of bizarre, Right. but I would listen to like the, the LP version of this okay. as an experience. I'll take your word on it. Again, yeah. I my my opinion is that sure. I would not want to listen to this outside of watching the movie. I mean, I probably would watch the movie again. I'm not going to lie. Maybe under some sort of influence. But I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like yeah. it's a good, it's a nice movie. Pleasant. Little fast. But, like, again, I was a little too circle for it, so. Yeah um and on that note battles we're done with this episode i'm calling it oh we did it we, we did it thank did you it. for watching we did the hobbit we did the hobbit we hobbited uh battles we hobbited any- along oh i hate you but you did it <laughs> we went there um is there anything you want to plug or promote this is I have you to thank slash blame. I have gone down the most vast, all-encompassing fucking rabbit hole based on the fucking last unicorn in my research Um, and that fucking cover. uh, I have done (laughs) another cover of theirs, um, which I assume because I've been dropping F-bombs this entire time. This is like not not a, a kid's podcast. Um, but I did record a fan cover of 6969, uh, the sexiest intersection of space and time, um, which I put up on YouTube literally today. So if you want to hear me talking about boning in song, then please check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> and again, this this podcast is the origin uh, the origin story of my my love for nsp so <laughs> fuck you <laughs> wow okay um yeah. and if you want to answer some questions or you know i don't know tell me what i missed in this you're more than welcome to you can email me at butasongpod at gmail.com i'm also on facebook instagram and twitter and 
TikTok. Keep have to keep. I have to like be better at social media. Um, at Buttersong Pod, tell me um, who is a better voice for Smaug, <laughs> in your opinion. Uh, and if you want to be part of next episode's conversation, we're going to be talking about The Little Prince, the <gasps> 70s movie. Le Petit Prince? Yeah, but the Way. 70s movie. Yeah, with, um, oh crap, Fosse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned for that one, everyone. And bye for now. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.